are now entering Armbar Audio. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Armbar Audio. I'm your host, Tim Farley, and next to me is my trusted companion, John Jones. What's up, everybody? Today, we have a special interview. We've been getting interviews left and right. More are coming, but today it is GCW Homecoming Weekend, and we have none other than announcer slash commentator Emil J. Emil J. Let's throw it to Emil. So, uh, on this is GCW Homecoming Weekend, and right now we got on the horn none other than announcer slash commentator Emil J. Emil, how you doing? Uh, I'm fired up for this weekend, man. Like, uh, like I, I, I think I said it on Twitter the other day, maybe last night. I don't know. Time runs together for me, but uh, I'm more hyped up for this weekend, homecoming weekend, than I was for the collective down in Tampa. And I was so hyped up for that. Like, this is, like, next-level stuff, man. Yeah. Uh, the, the eyes of the wrestling world are going to be on GCW. So, uh, hell yeah, man. Let's go. Uh, speaking like, of, going to be a lot of people there. Yeah. Uh, speaking of eyes, on the, eyes, eyes of the world on GCW, going to be, I think, even more so after what just happened on, on AEW's Dynamite this week, huh? That's one of the nuttiest things ever. Like, right? I didn't even, like, yeah, like, I was at work, uh, you know, I was doing my delivery stuff, and uh, when I parked back at the restaurant waiting for another order, I looked at my phone, and, like, first thing I saw <laughs> happened to be from Captain Dave. <laughs> Captain Dave posted something on Facebook talking about, welcome to AEW, Nick Gage, and I was like, so you didn't even talking know? about? No, no, I, I had no clue, you know. That's awesome. I'm not privy, the whole time, I'm not man, privy to such. The whole uh, time MJF was describing who it was, I was saying, no fucking way, no fucking way. They didn't get him. There's no way. And then he said, Nick freaking Gage, and I thought my neighbor might have called the cops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was certainly a moment. Like, yes. Um. Yeah, like... The, the way MJF, like, delivered it, it's like, oh, what? No. What? Like, there was, <laughs> no. there was nobody yeah. else that it could be, you know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. once Who else said, robbed the, the bank? The, the bank. Without, without no a, mask. Uh, mask. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You All say right. that. And then he, he got that huge pop, too. Like, that was that was really cool. Absolutely. Like, so, yeah, and I saw, uh, I saw the tweet from Brett Lauderdale today that it's going to be the biggest crowd at the showboat and also the biggest crowd since Janela's Spring Break too, right? Yeah, and there was a lot of people there. It's I was be at awesome. that Janela's Spring Break too. I was uh that was a hell of a night uh in, in a multitude of ways. That was the night that uh Joey wrestled the great Sasuke. Mm-hmm. Um and there there were probably maybe like fifteen in the building I'd yeah. say. The first GCW show I ever saw was the spring break that 
Weedis performed for Nate Webb? Uh, the one at uh, in Jersey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, WrestleMania weekend in New York, New Jersey. Yeah, and I or, slowly, yeah. I slowly started getting into GCW. But within the past year, year and a half, I've, we both have become massive fans mm-hmm. because not only, uh, and, and it annoys me whenever people associate GCW with just deathmatch wrestling, because if they actually yeah. took the time to watch an actual show they would realize that, you know, the scrambles are very Lucha-esque. The, you have guys like Deppin and Dickinson and Gray who are doing, you know, like power moves and, and technical stuff. And then you have other dudes who are like brawlers, like Mance and Manders. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there's just, it's a, it's you got a, a little bit of everything. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a smorgasbord of wrestling. So, yeah. It really is that wrestling buffet, like what you really want. Like you really want to see a little bit of everything, uh, like at a high level, and that's what we provide. Like, um, like even like if the match isn't a death match, like no, nah, these dudes are still going hard. Like they're they're doing some crazy shit. Mm-hmm. No matter whether it's like the young, like. This new crop, like I love this new crop, bro. Like uh, this, uh, these like Jack Cartwheel, Jack like, Cartwheel, Starboy, Starboy Charlie, Dante, Dante Leon, Leon, Ninja Ninja Mac, um, uh, Ninja Mac, who, man, I love Ninja Mac. Yeah, uh, Brian Keith showed out. Yeah, down, yeah, big down, time. In, down in Texas. Uh, we need to get Mysterious Q back up in the. We I need to get agree. him in the East Coast. Yo, him and Matthew Justice went absolute berserk. Like, I, I like. Did you guys see that show? Yeah, yeah I watched. Houston? I think I watched half of it so far. I didn't watch it when it aired because something else was on uh, that took precedence. But then I watched. Sure. I watched that uh, during the week, like most of it. But I watched. Uh, you only die once. Yeah, I. Live, we watched. Yeah, that we live. watched you with that one. Dallas, live. that yeah. was Dallas. Yeah, yeah, Dallas went pretty crazy. Dude, the fucking. I'll tell you what, Alley Cat, the F, the Bussy match was the Bussy explosion, fucking nuts. Like, <laughs> yeah, Alley Cat's mom, and then the le- her her fake leg, and all that shit was fantastic. Her mom hit that DDT like like butter. It was yeah. so smooth. It was so cool seeing her get in there and tear it up, man. And yeah. I laughed out loud. I saw Effie later the night on Twitter was like, nobody has a gift for me ripping off her leg. <laughs> yeah, Effie's and cool as boom. fuck, too. I like, love Effie. We, yeah, we Effie rules. Him. Effie does rule. Yeah, he's, um, a, he's, a, he's, he's a definite rock star. Also, Absolutely. like, uh, TOS 666 was fucking crazy. Oh, yeah. Great show. Great show. Great show. One of the one of the better deathmatch tournaments that's happened in a long time. Maybe you know, you know who really stood out to me and it, it and it might sound a bit odd, uh, because it's not a name that is uh constantly talked about. Orin Vite yeah. really mm-hmm. impressed me that night and he seems like yeah. the kind of guy 
that can eventually be a John Moxley. Like, he can do deathmatch and he can do it well. But when I watched that match, I saw moves and I saw that, I don't know, there's just something about him that makes me think that he has the potential to be not just not just in the death deathmatch scene. You know. Well, I mean, yeah, that's the thing about a lot of these guys now on the come up, like a lot of these quote unquote deathmatch guys, like they're not deathmatch guys. You know what I right. mean? Like they're wrestlers that do deathmatch like that mostly do deathmatches, but that doesn't mean that they don't know what they're doing. Exactly. Like, yeah, you know. like Kogar, he um he spent a lot of time here in Pittsburgh at IWC. Yeah. And he wasn't doing deathmatch stuff. So, like, now when I see him, it's, like, almost always deathmatch. And if it's not deathmatch, it, it becomes deathmatch. Oh, yeah. Man. And that was I, interesting to see. Uh, yeah, because, like, I remember, like, way back, like, years ago, like, probably, like, 2016, 2017, like, RSP was hitting me up talking about, like, oh, uh, I got these, like, two two brothers, the Kogers. Like, you know, Atticus and Otis, like, uh, can you get them? Like, we try to get them in for Dojo Wars, but, like, it never really, like, worked out. Um, but, yeah, I remember at that point in yeah, time, they, it was uh, just, like, they it was just, with, like. They ran with my buddy, Remy LeVay. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, and, I remember him. And Remy, it's, it's really funny because, like, in high school, when we were both seniors, uh, juniors and seniors, we both had uh, punk metal bands, me and him. And were y'all in like the same same school? Same no, no, no. Ever? I went to a Catholic high school that was. Probably, oh, but but y'all was like at the same time though. Yeah, yeah. That was probably like forty oh, okay. minutes away from where he's from. And, oh, okay. But we would play the same shows, and we were on like a Battle of the Bands that oh, would go awesome. worldwide. And uh, we made it, and they didn't, which was hilarious. But like he, he was he was always cool with me and everything. And then like years later, when I was training at IWC, I was I was at a show. Matthew Justice actually worked it because it was right after he left FCW, and right. I was like paying my dues, which was fucking hard, like setting everything up putting it Bitch down, work. all that's yeah, dude, your, your muscles are dead. And, and then they want me to train the next day. I was like, oh, fuck that. But luckily training goes. That's what you got to do. Day. But I was outside having a cigarette, and he came up to me, and he was like, whoa, Tim, you do this? And I was like, oh, I'm trying a little, but I don't know if it's for me. Like, I love wrestling, but I don't know if doing it is actually in my, in my shit, you know? And he was like, wow. And then, like, a year later, he had signed up, and now he is doing what he does. So, and and for a while, it was him and the Kogars. They were called the Culmination. Hmm. Uh, IWC, International Wrestling Cartel. Yep. Yes, out of uh, Pittsburgh. Britt Baker, uh, uh, Wardlow. Facade. Facade. Facade's been a regular yeah, on GCW no. for a while. No, no, no. Joaquin no. Wild. I mean, I, yeah, stop. Stop with those guys. I mean, yes, with Facade. I like him. 
but no, you got to lead off with like Super Hentai. Oh, uh, dude, that was my. He was in my. Uh, he he did my trial. Him and Justin yeah. Idol. And uh, yeah, those guys. Uh, like fucking uh, who? Jason Gorey. Yeah, right? dude. Jason Gorey. Um, see, like Jason Gorey. Jason Gorey was fucking awesome. And him uh, and Facade were such a good team. And then something Yeah, happened. I remember what what um it was wasn't Jason Gorey and Shima Zion a team? No, I don't know about that. Uh I think she Or maybe was they just, teamed maybe in, but it was in CZW. It was probably uh, I, because it was I remember, mainly Facade and Gorey. Facade and Gorey actually even got oh, right. on DG Dragon Gate USA. And right. Evolved. Okay, yeah. Yeah, now now that you say that again, like it, it's kind of like revving a memory. But I also remember there was a match in CZW in early 2007. I want to say maybe March, where it was like it was Shima Zion and Sterling James Keenan yeah. and and uh, Jason Gorey. Bunch of Pittsburghers. Well, actually, maybe Joaquin. Is... Uh, they, they, there, there was somebody else because of the tag match, but I can't remember who was it. I don't think it was Justin Idol. Uh, I, I can't really remember. Like, but I'm like, yo, like these guys got some moves, and then like, but CZW fans at that time were like super, super, duper fickle, and they were like, fucking yeah. guys, we don't know who you are. I'm like, yeah, yo, the, the Shima Zion did the move where he did the fucking, uh, the back suplex full flip into the knee thing. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That like that move is so killer. Like, how do you hate on that? Like, I'm yeah. You, whenever I was it. in the, whenever I was in my tryout, actually, Shima had just got turned down by WWE, and it was they basically. What said, year is this? Uh, I'm going to say 2012 or 2011. Okay. And yeah. he, he had, they had said that he was good, but that's not what they were looking for at the time. It was before, it was right before Punk kind of opened up the door and Brian busted it open for all those types of guys. And, uh-huh. um, so then he went to TNA very shortly after. But uh, but yeah, Shima Shima's a cool dude, and he was DJ Z there, right? Yeah, he went he went from Shima Zion to uh, Zima Ion, Zima Ion, then DJ Z, and now walking, and walking wild. And I'll tell you another guy, another guy who, when I went to shows, um, I would always boo the heels, cheer the faces, because I was, I was there to be. The way the fans should be, I, I think they move the show along. You know what I mean? And um, but a guy that would always get booed because he was always a heel, but he would always get booed and people would talk shit on him. But he was kind of an unsung hero. Was Big Lee John McChesney? Oh, yeah. that dude was fucking great. I don't know where he is now. I think I he's hope still there. he's wrestling, but I, he's still I haven't gone to a show in a long time. Not what 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 nickname did you use for him? Uh, Big, Big Lee. Yeah. He was God, actually God. he was actually supposed to be Heath Slater in Nexus, but he missed oh. the fucking call, 
and they called he wow. that's fucking crazy yeah i didn't know that yeah i remember him when he wrestled for pro wrestling unplugged and his and he was fabulous john mcchesney yeah. back then yeah yeah when he was in iwc he he, he was big league and a lot of uh, he would use a lot of like baseball terminology and shit like that, and um, mm, mm. but uh, but yeah, he was a good wrestler. Yeah. I, I saw him wrestle a match against Adam Flash Adam in Flash. January of two thousand eight at PWU. Yeah, that was a good time. Absolutely. So, um, so we yeah. were talking about death matches and stuff. Uh, yeah. One of my questions for you was, have you ever actually felt in danger during a death match or just a match in general where it just got out of hand? Uh, I mean, like, during the matches, I'm usually far enough away from everything that uh, I'm not in danger and... Uh, I am not responsible for anything. Right. <laughs> so well, yeah, I you, mean, you got to make that run from the ring back to the the uh, commentary booth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I got to get out of there. I got other things to do. Uh, I mean, the the one time that was like like a little like a little kind of nerve wracking was a uh, uh, when Jimmy Lloyd and uh, G Raver had that glass ceiling match oh. or whatever. Like, yeah. And like uh, I looked and I was like, oh okay, like it's glass. Up. There's just like panes of glass. And, but you know what? <laughs> like, I looked fine. up at it <laughs> and I looked at how it was constructed, and I was like, you know what? I trust these guys. Uh, but these guys were the ones telling me like, hey man, be careful. <laughs> but meanwhile, like yeah, I trust these guys. They've done stuff like this before, so I just stood right, right. underneath it because, like, that's what I do. Like, I have never not gotten in the ring because it's a death match. Like, I always find a way in. Like, mm -hmm. that's one of my and and honestly, that's one of my fucking favorite things to do in wrestling because I've been around deathmatch wrestling for so goddamn long, and like. It, like being involved with it like so it's all like it's always a fun little thing to like not watch them put it together or not know what right. the plan is and yeah. then walk out and just be like oh my oh, god what yeah. am i like how do i get so, uh, in it yeah like and then and then sometimes like yeah getting in is fine but then it's like yo how do i get out of here like right ah uh, like gracefully like how do mm -hmm. i like because like i want to get out of there as quickly as possible so the match can get started like you know like but, once i got it like once i introduce everybody and like everybody's all hyped up like i want out like get yeah, the you match gotta get started out, and you gotta go. get out without ripping those dope ass shirts that you wear too yeah yeah those fucking all too. over print ones man where do, where where do you find them uh instagram i'm I'm all on these Instagram guys, uh, nice. Instagram and like Discord, and like just that one you know. With, um, 
I really like that one with Mick Foley on the front and Terry Funk on the back. Yeah, that shit was rad. Oh <laughs> yeah, that's the stash pages joint. My man, uh, uh, at Silvermore on uh, on okay. Twitter. Um, yeah, look him up. StashPages.us. Yeah, that's his webpage, but he's the one that put that one out like a little while ago. Um, yeah, but you know, I had to bring that out for the Deathmatch tournament. Oh, yeah. Why the Deathmatch tournament. Of course. You know what I mean? So you, yeah. you talked a little bit about getting involved in wrestling. Um, how did that happen? How did you get how how did you get into the business? Mm. Well, um, there is a good, uh, <laughs> uh, there was a local independent that had their first show in May of 2007. And I went to it and I thought it was fun. And the next day I'm working at my job, PGI Fridays, <laughs> and I overhear a guy talking to his kids about the same show. Oh, that wow. I had went to the night before. But I'm listening and and he's they're actually my table. So I'm like, "Ooh, I'm going to listen to this conversation and figure out how to you know, get a bigger tip out of this because there's a shared interest." <laughs> so, as I'm listening, I come to find out that oh, this guy's kind of tuned in. He's kind of plugged in. Because like he's like like the the way he's talking. Right. right. Okay. I get it. This, yeah, yeah, this is May 2007. I have been watching wrestling since uh, June to, uh, June 1995. So, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, I, I've kind of figured some things out, you know. And then uh, I'm listening to it. And then I'm like, oh, hey, I was at that show, too. Oh, I work for them. I knew that from listening in. <laughs> right. That's why I butted in. Uh, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Wow, really? I mean, uh, I mean, that was their first show, right? He's like, yeah. I was like, wow, their attendance was really good. Like, you know, uh, I was, and, and I was like, I'm like, you can tell, like, some of those kids were, like, students, but, like, they, they held their own and the veterans were cool. And he was like, so then, like, when I started talking that, he kind of looked at me a little bit different. Right. And and he was like, oh, okay. He was like, he started chopping it up a little bit. All right, cool, whatever. So, but whenever, like, like they became my regulars at that particular TGI Fridays, and we would always chop it up about wrestling. And then I saw him at a PWU show in September of 2007. <laughs> and then, like, you know, we were, like, he actually was sitting right behind me in the bleachers. And, like, we had, like, a nice little fun conversation, da-da-da, like, whatever. And then, you know, it continues on. And then, uh, you know, keeps coming around to, to my job. And, you know, I'm, I keep waiting his table and we keep talking about wrestling and then one day it turns out that I tell him that oh I would like to do commentary one day okay cool like whatever that's what he did okay mm, right um so then time goes on now flash forward all the way to fucking 
November 2008, right? So this is like a solid year and a half after yeah. I met this guy. Like a legit year and a half. From like, from 507 to 1108. Legit year and a half. So I show up to this show. And uh, this is, you know, I had been going to all, like, almost all of their shows throughout this time. They were my local, local indie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I had a, a show to the show. There's like, a, there, I remember vividly, there's like a torrential downpour. Like, the show is supposed to start at like 7.30 or whatever. I show up at like 7.25. Or 7.55 and 8 o'clock, however it is. I remember showing up five minutes before bell time. And this guy, whose name was John Stolo, finds me as I'm coming in. And he's like, oh, hey, uh, did you? Were, were you so interested in doing commentary one day or whatever? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He was like, oh, well, good. I didn't think you were coming. Anyway... I told the promoter, you're an expert on Breaker Morant. It's going to be me and you on match number four. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, wait a second, what? I said, oh, I'm doing commentary tonight? He said, yeah, yeah. I told the promoter, you knew a lot about this wrestler. Breaker Morant, really good wrestler. Um, a, a, a local guy to the like, South Jersey, Philadelphia scene. Um Got, I guess, got his name from the movie of the same ilk in the mm -hmm. 80s, Breaker Morant. Um, really good dude. Um, but honestly, I wasn't an expert on him. I had just <laughs> seen him wrestle on previous Force One pro wrestling. Yeah, shows. this that guy lied to get you into the, get you into where you wanted to be. Right, and I'm like, That's oh, cool, all right, though. cool. So so then I do the match and then I wind up doing like another like match and a half and like I have the DVD of that show and like I sound absolutely terrible like it's just like like you can tell like you can tell that like at that point in time in my life I didn't know how to utilize my voice as an instrument like right, I wasn't right. I wasn't necessarily speaking with purpose I wasn't making like like i was talking i was speaking but i wasn't making pointed comments i mm -hmm. wasn't like my speech patterns and inflections weren't interesting like it wasn't cool to listen to me talk then like it is now like and and i feel like wrestling especially having like doing all this vocal work through wrestling like has made me a better communicator like i just speak different now like it's like i speak in a more cool way <laughs> you know like like in like because i i hear myself on that first show like whenever i pop it in like to humble myself and i'm like oh that shit sucked <laughs> but but that night i did a couple matches i went back to my job uh i hung out i was i was like wow this is cool then a couple of the uh a couple of the bigger name talents, aka Judas Young and uh, Inferno Kid Danny Jamondo, came in and like to the bar, and I was like, "Oh, I'm just gonna hang out with these guys." And then I just like, "Oh, hey, I did work on a wrestling show for the first time ever." 
And then we just shot the shit about old New Jersey independent stuff from the last like 10 years previous at that point in time. And I was like, oh, this is great. And I was like popping those guys for like what I knew about what they did. And like, you know, it, it, it just like that first night for me in the business was so cool. Like it, I never looked back. It has to be. I mean, oh, I can't yeah, imagine. Incredible. It'd be so cool. I mean, I, I've I've dreamt about doing the ring announcing or the commentary. I've I've even in my youth thought about like, man, I'd love to work in the wrestling business, but I don't know if I want to be a wrestler. Like, I I want to do like the commentary. Oh like, yeah, I can't do it. I grew up I listening. Rather. Neither can I. I grew up listening to Tony Schiavone, Jr., Mike Tenay, uh even Michael Cole to some extent, King. Yep. So like the commentary was just fucking incredible when I was Bobby, a child. Bobby Heenan. Bobby Heenan. WCW's best and uh, so yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I loved I loved the idea of doing commentary because I'm like that's a job that I could do where I could hang out with wrestlers all fucking day and just hype them up. Yeah, and, the, and like, I wanted to kind of yeah. go back to like when you met up with these dudes at the bar, and you must have felt great and being able to pop them because one time uh, I went to a show in Beaver County because my ex's stepbrother-in-law, he had just got released from WWE developmental and he was in town for a show. So we decided to go out there and afterwards his, the whole family and some of the wrestlers went to eat and park to eat. And among those wrestlers was uh, Pepper Parks, uh, yeah. Shane Taylor, when he just started, like just okay. started and Brody Lee. And, yeah. and I told my ex at the time, I said, I hope you know that we're not sitting with your family. <laughs> and she was like, what do you mean? I was like, I'm fucking sitting with them, dude. Like, I don't care what you do. And so we sat there and it was so fucking cool. Cause like, you know, they don't expect you to know things. Or right. like you said, you were popping them for your knowledge about what they did and what the mm -hmm. scene was 10 years ago. And I remember Shane was very reserved and quiet because he kind of has a speech impediment. Uh, he's gotten way better with it. And at that point, Pepper Parks was being looked at by WWE. So he was kind of... Like, uh, I don't want to say a douchebag, but he was kind of cocky. And But the mm -hmm. one who was, like, super down to earth and I talked to the most was Brody. And yeah. I remember getting into a conversation about, like, we were like, who's your top five right now And in WWE? And I was like, Jericho, Punk. And then he was like, oh, you're going to say the trifecta. And I was like, who's the trifecta? And he said, Randy Orton. I said, no, man. And I said somebody else, I don't remember. And then, like, me and him got into, like, a heated debate about how good Batista was because Brody <laughs> Brody loved Batista. And I, at the time, I just Batista saw, fucking rules. Oh, yes. now, now, <laughs> who I am now loves Batista. But me then, if it wasn't, if it wasn't technical, if it wasn't strong style, if it wasn't flippy shit, I wasn't really into it. And I was just like, he's just a muscle head who does like four moves. Like, fuck him. 
and and Brody was like, "You don't even understand like this and that and everything." And it it, it was just so fucking cool to like. So sit he, he kind of gave talk. you like a new perspective on how to view guys like that. Well, right? oh yeah, kinda. But it right. didn't hit me until like later. Yeah, because, but that happens though. Yeah, but like it was so cool <laughs> to like just bullshit with him and like. Um, so I, I know where you're coming from, from like that, like, like that Just like scenario. Now, like me, like as an adult now, I think back and all those wrestlers that I despised as a child were fucking awesome. <laughs> oh yeah, man. My most, my Great most at their hated, job. Right. My most hated wrestler when I was growing up was Owen Hart. Mm-hmm. And like, when I got back into wrestling. I really appreciate him, and I thought right. he was fantastic. And then I heard all the stories from all the podcasts that I listened to, and I was like, dude, this guy's great. And yeah. then, like, when I was a kid, I didn't appreciate – I mean, I did appreciate appreciate the technical stuff and all that shit, but I never realized how good Mr. Perfect was. And then right. when I got back into wrestling, I bought the Perfect DVD, and I was like, man, he was so fucking good. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. What's your favorite Mr. Perfect match? I'll put you on the spot. Uh, that's easy. Uh, the SummerSlam match against Bret Hart. Uh, and, okay. and also the top, his I think his top matches uh, all involve Bret Hart. I think there was three instances on, on tape that it actually happened, but Kurt Henning and Bret Hart had... Like you know, okay. So they so, had the so best what, chemistry What are the together. three matches? Let let let's, think, let's let's put you to the test. I think because I know what they are. Ooh. I I mean I know what the ones Ooh. that jump out. Uh, well, there's the SummerSlam match. I think the other yep. big match happened on a King of the Ring. Um, Correct. And the other one that is on tape was mm-hmm. a house show mm-hmm. uh, in New York. What year? Give me a year. If I had to guess, because I'm not like you, man. Obviously, <laughs> you're you're like my friend Drake. You have dates in your brain. Yeah, I'm a weird. Uh, I like 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 you notice like you yeah. Notice my friend, my friend Drake is, it can be blonde about everything, but if I need to know when something happened in our personal lives or not, he will he will know ev- the date. To the exact everything right and, and, uh, and like that's the thing like you notice when my ring announced like i never like look at notes i never right. have note cards i never use my phone like i never like, i just like say this stuff like i just know it like wrestling i know i know wrestling i don't know anything else i know wrestling but, like, but i and, don't know dates and so- I'll, <laughs> I, I'll admit it when i see a ring announcer using note cards a little bit i'm like come on man like <laughs> Yeah, man. <laughs> but but uh, anyway, um, I'm going to have to guess. You Probably said you started watching in '95, but I think right. It, but that but I think it was before mean. then. Absolutely. But it had to be in the '90s. So I'm gonna say either late '92 or early '93. I I wish it was, but uh. Uh, the match that you're thinking of was actually, I believe, April '89. Oh shit! So that, that was that like house show. So that, that was, was their like, first one. Yeah. So that, that was, was like, like uh, Brett. Mm-hmm. 
just starting in the heart foundation type shit and yeah let yeah. me actually when did that you said that was on the mr perfect dvd yeah yeah it was either on the perfect dvd or it was on the bret hart the bret dungeon collection no maybe? no the original no one. it was it's him it's white the and pink it had like two or three discs uh, oh um yeah hold on i'm i'm at my dvd thing right now okay uh best there is best there was best there ever will be pull the thing out here <laughs> we're getting this live it's happening live <laughs> Tim's being proven Wait, wrong that... live on camera, and I can't be happy. No. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. Hold on. I don't think it's on this Brent one. No, it's not on this Brent one. Because then it must be on the uh, perfect one. It's got to be on the perfect one, because this, this Brent one, it's got... Hakushi, Ted DiBiase, uh, Cup. One yeah, or it's, two it's got it's person. got the March it's got the March '89 DiBiase match. Yeah, which is good. really good. It's mm -hmm. got it's got the SummerSlam '91 match. It's got the King of the Ring '93 match. Yeah, but it doesn't have the house. It's got the it's got the in your house match with Hakushi, which you know that's that match is awesome. But I. I kind of prefer the match that they had on Monday Night Raw. I agree. I 100% uh, agree. When when Hakushi busted out the space flying tiger drop on American wrestling TV for like the first time. Yeah, ever. they really they really tried to get uh Jinsei's uh partner, but Hayabusa was Brett Hitman Hart versus Mr. Perfect. It's on YouTube. What month what 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 month is six? June? June. Oh, June. June. 3rd, oh, wait. June third, nineteen eighty nine. That's yep. okay. Why did I say April? What happened in April? What was April eighty nine? I feel like <laughs> April eighty. I feel like April eighty nine. Something. It's just happened. like in your head there. Yeah. Yeah. For like either one of those guys, uh, they had a match with somebody. Maybe. Oh well, April eighty nine. I guess technically WrestleMania five. Uh, Mr. Right, Perfect right. versus Blue Blazer. Um, who, who so technically is a heart? Yeah. Mm, yeah. I mean, that yeah. could be like what I'm trying Why to you? like remember, but right. But I mean, but regardless, yeah. Uh, the the June third. Uh, word of Masawa Kawada on that. Um, that June third eighty nine match is really good. Absolutely, and, and yeah. I mean. Uh, I think Hennig brought, brought, brought the best out of Hogan as well. Uh, at least the American Hogan. And, sure. like, uh, Big Boss Man did too. Uh, yeah. he, he did great with Hogan as well. So you have a quality that I love in commentators where you have this encyclopedic knowledge. Um, oh, thank you. Which is something that I love about Mike Tanay. Something that I love uh, yeah, about Scalper. Yeah, somebody... There um, always has to be Kevin somebody. Kelly. And if there isn't, I don't well, like it. Not so much Kevin Kelly, but that British guy that does New Bruce Japan. Charlton. 
Chris Charlton and uh, does fucking with Kevin Kelly and uh, Matt Stryker even to a point. But so talking about that stuff, what commentators have influenced you or, or your style, or do you kind of do your own thing but still appreciate them? Uh, let's see. Like, uh, definitely Mike Tanay, because I like, um, I I like whenever he would, like, pop on. Yeah, like, but, like, not necessarily, like, TNA, Mike Tanay, like, like, I mean, he was, he was good, like, don't get me wrong, Mike Tanay, like, was, was good, like, as, like, the guy, and especially with Don West. Yes. That was a great, that was a great team. Fucking amazing. Mike Tanay, though? WCW Monday Nitro, the Professor Mike Tanay. Yeah. And yes. how they like, would, would use just... him. And mm-hmm. how they used him. Because they knew, right. Eric Bischoff knew, okay, I got these guys from Mexico. I got these guys from Japan. I'm going to need someone here who's going to be able to talk it so Who that the audience mm-hmm. can, can understand it better. Because this is not something that mainstream viewers have seen right yeah like and 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 mike tenay like when he was just like coming in as like the fucking random factoid guy like i thought that was so cool pop up mike tenay baby yeah (laughs) like and and, like i vividly remember (laughs) i vividly (laughs) remember like mike tenay uh saying like the first time that he said it, that Rey Mysterio Jr. used to be called El Calibre. That's Spanish for the hummingbird. Like, okay, I remember that vividly. Uh, and then, like, I remember, uh, like the first time I saw somebody do like a full uh surfboard uh, mm-hmm. up in the air, and Mike Tanay was like, Oh, La Tapatia, the Rita Romero special. And I was like, "Oh wow, that's cool!" Like I rem- like I vividly remember the first time hearing him say that. And like, uh, there was like a lucha match one time, and uh, they did this spot where, um, uh, like, the four of the six dudes were like in the middle of the ring, and they were kind of doing like the row the row the boat mm-hmm. spot, and then uh, the the other two did the Rana into the pin in the middle yeah. of that. And Mike Tanay was like, that's called the star. And like, he had so much enthusiasm in his voice. Yes. Like you could tell that he was like actively enjoying what he mm-hmm. was doing. So like, I picked up on all of that. Like when I was a kid, I was like, man, this Mike Tanay guy, like this guy fucking rules. Same um, way. But but beyond but beyond him, uh, I would say like I love Lance Russell uh, from Memphis. Uh, I don't know how much of uh, like classic Memphis wrestling you've watched from the eighties. Not but, much, like, he... but I have heard his name thrown around on Jr's podcast. An- oh, he's um, great. Another one that they obviously talked about. Jr. Yeah, Jr. Tony Schiavone. Another, is another one that one. they talked about a lot is Gordon Sully. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Gordon Sully is a little bit um, rigid. No, 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 no. Uh, because like I feel like his best stuff is stuff that uh, 
isn't necessarily available. Right. Per se, because like, yeah, you got a lot of his 80s stuff available, but like, I bet that solely stuff, like, 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 if, if, if WWF just fucked around on Peacock and was like, oh, by the way, Here's some uh, 1977 championship wrestling from Florida with Gordon Soley. Mm-hmm. I bet you all that shit would be fire. <laughs> but like, but like we don't like it, we we don't have that. You know what I mean? Like, like it, it's it's not around. Like, right? Uh, I mean, I might sound like a fool. Like somebody's gonna come up like, oh, I got the whole season <laughs> in the 90s of, of 77. Oh yeah, there's Florida. There's, there's like. Uh... I Nobody think it's like that. IP video, and there's like other IVP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's like other places that you could. And you know, that people. You know who that were tape there's back some guy. Then. There's some guy that has a basement full of VHSs. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, these are the guys <laughs> who had those basement full of VHSs converted that shit into DVD, right. and and now you can find it because like I'm not gonna lie, I, when I was a kid, I was a huge Ultimo Dragon fan, but like. I didn't uh, understand. I didn't know what tape trading was when I was fucking eight. You know <laughs> what I mean? Right. And, and like, there's so much good wrestling that I missed out on just because I was young, uh, and I didn't have the access to it. And I, I went on those sites and bought like, you know, like a nine disc set of Ultimo Dragon and like right. a fucking five disc set of Ricochet and shit. Mm-hmm. And, and, and like. Like Jack Evans, right now, like I made a tweet a few weeks ago or something, and I was like, imagine if Jack Evans got this type of exposure in the early to mid 2000s. Like people, people would look at him oh, like they God. look at Osprey and Ricochet, right? Because he's yo that 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 Jack Evans that in in oh four oh five. Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor, CMLL, fucking all that shit. Like that PWG. dude was on fire. Yeah. Like the yeah. stuff I've seen with him and Teddy Hart, fucking phenomenal. Nah. Whether they were against okay. each okay. other or t- tag him teaming. and Teddy is one thing. Him and Teddy is one thing, but him and Roderick Strong—that's the fucking team right there. Yeah, Jack, Jack I, Evans and Roderick Strong, fucking bang. I look at Roderick Strong as—he's one of the best of chari- all time. A little, a, a little, a more charismatic Dean Malenko. Like, he has more charisma than Dean, but his his skill level is on par. Like the dude can just. Uh, I think I think he's literally one of the best wrestlers of all time. Like he's. But I didn't get into him until he got into NXT because whenever I watched ROH with him, it just seemed like he didn't have enough character. Like I, I I respected him as as a wrestler but i was just like there's nothing drawing me particularly to him and then oh, once, okay and then once he got into nxt he was able to create or, or or you know find that character or find that especially charisma. when the era started yeah yeah yeah, because before See, that like, it was all based on his like real life and mm-hmm. like it was exactly odd. like like in the mid two thousands, like when I was like, because uh, I'm I'm born in December eighty six, so like I'm old. Uh, uh, I was born in April eighty eight, so it's all right. 
All right, fair, fair. <laughs> uh, like, I'm watching. I'm, wa- I'm, I'm watching the, 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 the fucking Ring of Honor. Like, I'm real early into it. Like, my first Ring of Honor show that I went to live was Final Battle 2003. But I had been watching it, like, on TV for a year prior. They had local TV here in Philadelphia, WGTW 48. Um, I've been watching that. See, I missed all that shit because... Whenever I got into high school, you know, I loved wrestling, but I also loved music. And whenever I got into high school, I immediately wanted to start a band. Right. And, like, I had other things on my mind other than wrestling. Oh, yeah. And then yeah, see, soon... I was heavy wrestling. I was only wrestling ever. Right. That's it. And then, like, the thing that got me back into it, which is really weird, uh, me and my, my friends came back for summer break from college the first year and we heard on the news that Benoit died and we didn't hear all all the shit we didn't hear all the shit yet we just heard that he died and we started reminiscing about you know wrestling in general and like how much we loved Bret Hart and Diesel and fucking this and that and then we started making up like stories and jokes about like i, I don't even oh by enough. the way uh l- let me make an aside real quick because i never mentioned like my favorite uh bret hart mr perfect match was actually their king of the ring 93 match i never said that earlier yeah and it you, you just said bret hart now it reminded me of that but yeah go ahead you so love that, brett you love diesel yeah we were just talking about all those old guys and everything and then like the next day we went to FYE, bought the Bret Hart DVD, bought WrestleMania 1 through 10. Soon thereafter, yeah. we started watching WWE again. And then I started, like, the passion was just reignited. And I went on, like, you know, you go on to YouTube dives and all that shit. And I, yep. found, and I found Nigel McGuinness and Brian Danielson and ROH. And I, I found, like, Dragon Gate USA and all that shit. And I was like, what the <clears throat> fuck? Like, what am I what did I do for the past four or five years? <laughs> yeah. Like, where have and, I been? And then, and, and then, then I realized once, once that's like, the type of yeah. shit that I like. And then once like 2009 rolled around when Jeff Jarrett's, uh, what was it called? Globe, global. Yeah. The pyramid. Global whatever, force. The, global the, force. the absolute pyramid scheme. We're not going to get into that, but when they were able to get new Japan's Wrestle Kingdom nine, I believe it was on pay-per-view and that's when I discovered Puro, and I was like, oh, this is the shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I had dabbled, uh, like, you know, I loved Ult- Ultimo Dragon was, like, one of my top fives when I was watching wrestling originally. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, yo, I, I yo, didn't realize, like... Yo, real shit, real quick about Ultimo Dragon, like, like... You'll appreciate this. Like I remember being, uh, what year is this? Ninety six. So, I was nine, going on ten, maybe ten years old. I vividly remember because it was late ninety six. I'm I'm December birthday, so like I'm talking on the phone with my uncle, and we're talking about wrestling, and I'm like, yo. 
this Ultimo Dragon guy ain't no joke. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, like, 9 or 10 years old. Like, I'm, like, either just turned 10 or I'm, like, very, very old 9. And I'm like, yo, Ultimo Dragon, like, yo, he's got nine belts right now. Like, yo, <laughs> right. he's got that whole J crown going yes. on. And, like, and like I'm talking on the phone with my uncle about wrestling. Like, and it was crazy because, like, I remember, like, I I remember talking to my uncles, like, real smart about wrestling, like, because I was on the internet, like, I was reading the magazines, yeah. like, I was keeping my eyes and ears peeled, everything, and I'm like, yo, like, I remember telling my one uncle, I'm like, yeah, man, I pop for the heels. <laughs> I was ten years old. Like, what right. the fuck does that mean? No, I know. What does that mean? I know, dude. I know how it is, but I didn't have anybody to talk about it with. Right. Everybody at right, school, who, like everybody at school who watched wrestling, didn't didn't view it like that. Like, and I would even it. I would even write I would even write like a Monday Night Raw or a Nitro of my own and and, and do it all, and I'd bring it into school and I'd, I'd give it to my friends. And they were like, dude, this is fucking awesome. Did this happen last night? I got to watch it. And no. I was like, no, <laughs> I, I made this up. And they're like, holy shit. Uh, but, like, I totally understand where you're coming from. Like, but I didn't, yeah. I didn't have a family member like that who looked at it like that. Because whenever I – I would literally watch since I was a toddler because my Aunt Cheryl would put me in front of the TV when she babysat uh-huh. And my first memory of wrestling was – ultimate warrior and hogan and then my cousin who's seven years older than me he loved wrestling but once he found out it was predetermined or whatever he got out of it and then he became an mma guy but like uh but like now i'll send him stuff from japan and i'll be like dude this guy did mma look at this guy's shit like yeah it might be whatever you think it is, but this is rad. And he'll be like, I definitely appreciate this. This is awesome. Yeah. But like, yeah, Ultimo Dragon, like I knew that I loved Ultimo Dragon. I knew that I loved Rey Mysterio Jr. I knew that I loved, uh, you know, uh, those are Juventud Guerrero. And, but it like, I didn't, I didn't know what tape trading was and I didn't know what Mm. Puro was or anything like that. I was just like, I like this shit. So, like, whenever I got back into it and I saw ROH and this and that, and I found Dragon Gate USA, and then I was into that. I ordered a bunch of DVDs, and then fucking Danielson got fired from WWE and wrestled Shingo, and I believe this was, like, the same weekend that Davey Richards fought in the Rookie Doi, and, like, that shit was so fucking good and i was like i have to find everything that i can on the rookie doy and shingo and like and and now we're seeing where shingo is at the top of japan just like like when it happened when he he got the title dude i fucking shed tears because i was just like i can't like i can't believe it but i can't believe it And, and, and it's it's insane like it I, but, like, there's so much that I need to go back and watch because, like, you know, everybody talks about the four pillars. Mm-hmm. And, yes. And, like, I'm going to be honest. I've read about it. 
I've seen some clips. I've seen Kobashi and Kensk. Kens- uh, I'm not even going to try his first name. Sasuke. Uh, 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 Kensuke. Yeah. Kensuke. Yeah. I've seen that match. And, like, I love that shit. But I need to go back and, like, engross myself in it. And I just don't have the time because, like, you know, we got this podcast going and shit. So it's like we have to stay up on everything. And, like, me, myself, like, it's me, John, and sometimes our friend Sid. And we'll do top ten favorite matches of the month every second week of the month. And Sid only watches NXT and AEW unless – I tell him, you got to watch this. Yeah. So we let him pick first, and then John, because he watches a little bit less than me, and then I come in and fill the blanks. Right. And, like, I'm just so engrossed in wrestling right now that I I don't have the time. Yeah, and, like, what I'm watching To to watch that stuff. But I want to. Like, I yeah. need to find yeah, no, you, early you, you ROH. Gotta, you gotta, yeah, you gotta chill with all this modern shit. And <laughs> you gotta carve out time for some classic stuff. Because, like, like, you can't just watch all modern shit all the time. Oh, no. Like, we don't. You like, just can't. You no. just can't. It, like, it's and it was so easy on the network. Because uh, this Peacock shit's garbage. But, like... Uh, yeah, uh, Peacock so sucks. Like, the navigation uh, sucks. The fucking, like... Like, okay. Network don't, don't, was okay. so easy. Let, let, let's, hold on. Real quick. Peacock, as a streaming service, is not bad. Right. However, right. for professional wrestling purposes, we were spoiled by the network. Right. Yeah, yeah, and because because that layout, that navigation, that the, everything it had going for it was perfectly set up for professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I only, however, I only used it to Peacock watch old shit. Not. And he would, right. he would of make course. fun of me. He would be like, <laughs> I'd come over his house, and he'd be like, Oh, what'd you do? Stay up all night watching Starcade '85? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, actually, Great yeah, you prick. I have said that. <laughs> like, Great show. Well, I was just spitballing the year. I'm I'm into other fandoms. The Gathering, Starcade '85, The Gathering, brother. Uh, Like, like here's the thing. Like, but modern wrestling is you 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 got it. Like, yeah, it 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 is. But but you got to diversify. You you got to diversify my balls. Right. You, like, I'm never happy. Word of Wu-Tang. I'm never happy watching just one kind of shit. Right. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like right like, now. I get, like, I get into Joshi modes. I get into Puro modes. I get into indep- – lately sure. I've been on my independent mode. Like, And then, like, when I watch a GCW show and – there's guys who aren't like GCW namestays or whatever mainstays. Uh, uh-huh. I'll go and look on Cage Match to see where this particular guy wrestled, and then I'll go on IWTV and and like go on a fucking spree. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like perfect. But but hey, it's like obsessive. Look, look, it's... look, here's the thing: like IWTV, 
is a fucking great, great application or mm-hmm. website, whatever. Like, but here's the thing, like, like people aren't really digging where they should be digging on on IWTV, man. Like, there's there's all these battle art shows from Japan. There's all this IWRG. Oh yeah, scoop, man. Take notes. You didn't know? <laughs> no, dude. I like oh, the shit dude. that I follow on there is beyond uh, WWR plus uh, fucking limitless. AW. Uh, ICW. No holds bars. Do you bars see? Pool, do and... you see how expansive their video on demand library is? Though, like, it's crazy. Yeah, but the like, thing is, like, when I'm browsing, I'll just hit something. And I, I, I won't know. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like the time I got this newfound glory album. It was the one with I should have listened to my friends. I forget what it's called. But like the first mm. five songs were so fucking good that I never listened to the re- the rest of the record. I just fucking like banged out those five songs. And I was like, oh, this is great. You know, like you got to explore, though. You got to right. explore. Like, that's the thing. Like. Like, uh, like the things that I like checking out on IWTV, I fucking love battle arts. I love that there's so much battle arts in one place now. Like, I remember back in the day, Wasn't, I would have that's to a be Japanese fucking promotion, right? Japanese promotion. Yeah. Back in the day, I would have to fucking go on mega upload the fucking <laughs> download the shit, uh-huh. you know, just so I could watch it. Like, now it's just like there. Uh, I w- uh, IWRG uh, is a promotion out of Mexico. Like, I remember back in 2010, Black Terry Jr. was uh, Black Terry? His... I know him. He got Black hit by the Terry. firework. He got hit uh, by the firework, dude. <laughs> he, putting up, he, putting up, he was putting up the fucking his handheld shits in like 2010. They got all those stuffs on there. Like, Wow, that's incredible. Lucha Lucha Mimes out of uh out of uh Mexico right now is absolutely killing it. Like that's what I like to watch. I like to watch like the the, the Japanese stuff. I like to watch the, the lucha like on IWTV and then of course the classic and I'm talking about O one through like O seven. That period of independent wrestling whether it's fucking wild side CZW, Jersey All Pro, Chikara, uh, goddamn, you name it, it's amazing. Right. I, uh, ICW, uh, you know, their uh, stuff from 2001 through 2003 that I believe is available on IWTV. Not all of it is there, but. More of it should be there eventually, I hope. Right. Like, I'm always bitching at IWTV. Yo, put more shit up. Yo, like, IWA Mid-South from the early 2000s is incredible. Speaking of putting up more stuff. People don't know. Fucking all the ROH stuff that I want to watch is not available on Honor Club. So I won't fucking buy it. Right. And, And I guess that has to do... With rights with and, Flair, and yeah. shit like that, and music and shit. I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. I don't know either. I they got, need to fucking I got find the DVDs. a way. 
I got DVDs I got, too. I mean, like I have like uh, I have uh, one of those. What were, what were the New York shows called? Manhattan Mayhem's. I have some of them. Oh, I have... Manhattan Mayhem that had uh, that had Samoa Joe and Jay Lethal versus Homicide and Loki, and that's yeah. when they did the double stomp cop killer yeah. combination yeah. to Jay Lethal. Yeah, fuck yeah, I love that show. <laughs> yeah, those shows were awesome, and like I have, yo, I haven't seen that show in literal years, and I can still remember that. Right, right. that shit is amazing. Well, when something hits you like that, you right. can't forget it. Exactly. And, and, oh my god, I was so heavy into Ring of Honor at that time. And like the, that reminds me of a funny story as well. Like when me and my buddies first started watching wrestling again. We were watching, uh, I want to say it was Great American Bash or something like that. Yeah, it was the Great American Bash where it started off with Hardy and Umaga, and they went outside, and Hardy hit a swanton off of one of the trucks. But the last match... Damn, when was this? Like 2008? Or eight? Probably. Nine? 2008? Something 2008? Like yeah. And the one of the main events... The main event was like there was Cena and Batista, but I don't think it closed the show because it was a Hell in a Cell with Taker and Edge. And yeah, we thought like the 2008 card. We thought the show was over, and I went outside to have a cigarette. My friend's dad comes out and goes, "Farley, you're never gonna believe what happened." And without even looking at him, I took a drag from my cigarette, and I was like, "The Undertaker choke slammed him off the ladder through the." Through the, through the fucking canvas and flames came up, and he was like, "How the fuck did you know that?" And I was like, "I know wrestling, man. <laughs> like I, I don't know." <laughs> he ch yeah, when he chose slam Edge yes. to hell, right? Yes, but I, I I didn't view it. He came out to tell me, and I told him what happened, and it was just hysterical. He was like, "Are you a wizard?" Yeah, or something? sometimes and I was like, I'm just obsessed. I don't, right. I don't fucking know. Sometimes people are just wrestling whisperers and they just know what the fuck is happening. Right. Like so, with this Nick Gage thing. Yes. Before we get into the next question, this Nick Gage thing, Nick Gage is not a man to be bought. No. That dude may put the hurt on Jericho, but I will expect him to put the hurt on MJF as well. Yeah. Well, if MJF comes up stingy with that paycheck. Mm-hmm. You know what is you know what it is MDK all fucking day. Pizza cutter all in the fucking, fucking mouth. Day. Let's go. All fucking day. Pizza uh, cutter in the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, man, it's great. So, this is a great interview because we're yeah. just like just bullshitting about wrestling, which is fantastic. Vibing. As we're, we're coming, vibing, yeah, as we're vibing. coming into the wind down here. I have a few more questions. Um, yeah, we got a few more. I want to start with. I want to know. What has been your favorite match to call on commentary? On commentary? Ooh. Shit. Because, like, I remember, like, like, the ring announcing ones are, like, kind of, like, more easy to remember. Yeah. You know, because it's like, oh, shit. Yeah, I did. Um... You know what? Maybe... Maybe. 
RSP engage. I mean that whole yeah, that was good. That I mean that whole thing at the collective. You know what I mean? Like from from the ring announcements to calling their match. Like that to me was just a very special night. Like I don't like I don't know if that's like the answer, but like that right now, like. That's the first thing that's coming to me. Like, and right. you, you call, that, that it was a really special night. Right. It really was. And you commentate for other promotions like JCW and I believe Hybrid as well, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That fucking uh, Mance versus Manders match from Roll of Dice was yeah. fantastic. And I, yeah. They, 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 they hit each other a lot. I just love the flow of it, man. Like it, it was like, okay, they're friends and they're jaw jacking a little bit. Now they're, now they're slapping and chopping a little bit. Now it's getting harder. Now there's a, now there's a fucking move. Now they're outside. Now they're having a shot. I mean, it was just fucking, it was just fucking bad. You know, like hard and people don't understand that. And I was talking about this with another fan today. Like, people talk about storytelling and psychology. And a lot of the time, fans view that as a WWE thing. And if it's not done the WWE way, that it's not these shows or matches don't have psychology or uh, uh, storytelling. That match right there was all storytelling. Yeah. All the way, yeah, like all the way until the end when Warren Mance called out Effie to the ring. You know that it was all storytelling. Like to me, I feel like it's a lot of people that talk about like or try to talk about or try to talk about storytelling and wrestling. Right, just like don't get you it. don't watch shit else yeah. outside of wrestling. Mm-hmm. It's like yo, like there's multiple ways to tell a story, like. Just because, like, it ain't hit you the way that it hit, like, all these other people doesn't right. mean that there wasn't a story. Like, I'd say y'all yeah. gotta chill. Like, I'd say there's even different right. ways to tell the same story, right? Right, yeah. of course, there is. Yeah, like, I don't need to see Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley wrestle each other on Monday Night Raw fucking eight times in a week. Where AEW has the analogy a, a, that I a always feud, use yeah. has a, has a feud, yeah, uh, a long-standing feuds or whatever, and they do different things. Maybe this week it's a vignette. Maybe this yeah, week it's the, an attack. Um, Maybe this week exactly. they're wrestling somebody the who's analogy, associated with right. that person. Maybe there's a multi-person match. Yeah, it's not just fucking Darby Allen against Ethan Page every week week, goddamn week. week. week yeah. Yeah, and, um, I hate that shit. Yeah. Like, I fucking hate like it, Like, WWF? WWF yeah. got it so fucked up. Right. One of, like, their roster is so crazy. They could put it on WCW mode. Like, when they was, like, yo, WCW, like, Nitro, WCW, like, any of them WCW TV shows. I'm off, like, they would have programs with somebody else, but they would come out just wrestling randoms. Bro, yeah. I saw some... No problem. I saw some, like, comments this week from people, and two of them sticked out, stuck out. Uh, one of them was, it seems that Vince McMahon's biggest threat to himself, like, in his mind, isn't AEW or anything else, 
It's NXT. And I yeah. thought it was hilarious and on point. Yeah. Then I saw another one that said, like, uh, fucking, like, you know, you got, they got the best roster that they've ever had. And they just, they don't know what they're doing anymore. And, and like, how do you, they have, oh, oh, this was the yeah. other, this was the other, uh, comment that i read that stuck out to me and it was like um son of a bitch i just had it well you you two talk they they have they have an incredibly expansive roster and you see the same seven eight people on the shows every week they said that nxt is not developmental for wwe main roster it's it's developmental for AEW. And, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 like, I was just like, that's hysterical. Because you've seen all most of the AEW people who came from WWE, which, you know, the WWE Universe fans don't want to acknowledge this. They weren't fired. They uh, Most of them were people who waited out their contracts and decided not to sign. Yeah, and, and there's this whole narrative that oh, they're just rejects. No, they're not. They weren't the rejected. They rejected WWE. Yeah, and then and then on top of it, you have you have a motherfucker like Alistair Black slash Tommy and whatever. You let him sit at home for longer than expected. You build him up for over a month, and the week that he's supposed to make his in-ring re-debut, you fucking fire him. Like, fuck you. Like, I, I, fuck you. That's all I can say. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, honestly have no idea <laughs> about the goings on of, uh, any of these individuals. Like, you know, like, the, the, like, uh, up until this, this past week when it's been like return mania, right? You know, people yeah. I care about, mm-hmm. you know, John Cena and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, like WWF, like I have not given a fuck about for like oh, the longest, like for for the longest time I that I can it, remember. Yeah. The, dude, yeah, like, I you know, honestly like a, like a handful of months. Like even even when WWF has been bad historically in the past, like there there's always been something to their programming right. that I fucked with. You know, like okay, Raw sucks, but like. Sunday Night Heat isn't bad. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, at least there was, like, a little bit of something that I could look forward to. Like, oh, even in, like, you know, 2012, like, you know, like... It's like just, 2013, like... 2013. 2013, the shit was hitting. But, like, 2012, like, eh, I don't know. Right, but, right. Like, that, that, that matches on, like, a, a fucking main event or superstars... Oh shits will be hitting. So mm-hmm. like Goldust ah, versus Chris Jericho on main event was yeah. fucking yes. awesome. Right, right. So like, you know, for the longest time I was saying, like, yo, there's never been a time where WWF has been actively bad a hundred percent. Up until this recent era, like this like yeah. Thunderdome COVID, like, yo, 
There's that fucking idiot, that idiot promoter trying to say that the Thunderdome is better than having fans in the building. Yeah, you I hear that? About, I saw that. Pop. I saw that. You do you hear that fucking pop when John Cena's music hit? Yeah, that pure unadulterated mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just feeling. Yeah, you don't get that from no when Thunderdome. Edge, get when your came bitch out ass promoter. Smackdown, the first, the first bitch. one back. Fucking people went nuts. Stupid people ass. were going nuts the whole sh- time. Yeah. There's so many fucking morons that watch wrestling. Yo, this guy said he was a fucking promoter, and he would rather have the Thunderdome than fans. Yeah, well, like, you know yo, what? He probably don't understand. He, 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 probably, he probably messed with his doing. job. That's what I was going to say. God. He probably doesn't know how to draw God. people. What fucking a fucking shows. idiot! What a fucking idiot! I'm so glad to hear somebody in the business say that because. From He's a outside, fucking more. If you don't have from fans, the outside, what the fuck in. are you doing? Because yes. I'm so glad to hear somebody in the business say that. Because from the outside looking in, I'm looking at this going, "Am I the idiot? Am I st- no? Am, am I tripping? No, right because now? we make no. our money through no. <laughs> people paying money to come see us. If you don't have people paying money to come see us, what the fuck are we doing? He's either like, not man, really COVID a promoter, WWE fucking dirty. He's either not. <laughs> A, a promoter, or he's really fucking bad at it. Yeah, that that's it. Both. He's both. <laughs> fucking terrible. But, but like, man. um, like main roster, I don't watch, but I will watch NXT UK and NXT. Maybe not the day that it airs, but I'll I'll check it out. Yeah. But like, it's sad because I can get invested in all these guys and girls on those shows. And know in my head that when the time comes, I'm not going to watch them anymore. Yeah. Because 99.9% of the NXT talent, aside from Roman Reigns, the Four Horsewomen, and Xavier Woods, who only got over because of his own, on his own, yeah, by doing New Day. But, like, everybody else is just a flop. And... They they fucking change their name to something stupid. Or like they remove T- half of their They name put Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart together, took away Blackheart, which is okay. Shotzi sounds fine. But Knox, that's dumb as fuck. It should be Tegan. And, and I know I'm I'm splitting like splitting hairs here, but it, it it's it's it's, hard it's a to. it's a micro microcosm of the bigger the bigger picture. Yeah. And and, and they they fucking it's just super sad and it's like i mean i mean i mean i mean shit they got a guy on their roster named eric yeah like what the fuck are you talking about eric bugenheim no 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 he's he's talking about roe oh god Eric, Eric and Ivar. K. Eric and Ivar. His when they were Hanson and Rowe. And now they're the like, Viking Raiders. When War Machine yeah. was one of the badass most fucking names. Well, well they can't use history. they can't use War Machine. Obviously. I know, just Marvel. You can't say war. Right can't say war. And there's all these rumors about why they can't say it. Like they don't want to say war, and also like War Machine might be copyrighted by Marvel, all this shit. But yeah. Um but, like, the War Raiders, they were allowed to say that on NXT, and they fucking got the pop of the night every time they were on. And now, you see them 
and they're going bowling with the street profits. No, that's that's bullshit. It's so stupid. And then and then they they give you Otis in this Mandy love story, and and, it, and he's over. a funny character. Immediately. And it gets over, and everything's awesome, and everybody fucking loved his and stuff and Money in the Bank last year. And then now <laughs> he's he's like this shaved fat guy who who has to be taken seriously, and it's just like. Why why are you making these changes that are unnecessary when things right. are working? I don't fucking get it at all. They always change things that aren't broken. He. He, yeah. Or, or maybe it's not just him. Maybe it's maybe it's fucking Nick Cohen. Who the fuck knows? Yeah. But if I was Triple H, I'd be I'd probably cry. Crying. Yeah. And then have sex with Stephanie, feel good again, and then have to go through all the fucking motions the next day. Right. But Anyway, uh, fuck all that noise. Um, <laughs> so, uh, we, we got your favorite out. match to call. Yeah. What's and when f- we were talking about Mr. Perfect and Bret Hart, you said that your favorite match of theirs was King of the Ring 90... Did you say 5? 3? 93. So, yeah. uh, so, bouncing right off of that... This is either going to be really hard for you were really easy. Yeah, and that's how it is for everybody. Uh, favorite match, period, of all time. Oh, that is incredibly easy for me, actually. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, it my goes favorite way. match... Uh, my favorite match of all time comes from All Japan Pro Wrestling, mm. and it happened on January 20th, 1997. And it was uh, Kenta Kobashi defending the Triple Crown Championship against Mitsuharu Misawa. Oh, oh man. Fucking incredible. It was the Is that first... the one where he did, he did a uh, German off of the apron? No, 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 no. Okay. You're thinking of the one that happened from Pro Wrestling Noah, March uh, 1st, yeah, yeah, 2003. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, this this one happened January 20th, 97, for All Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, it was the first, quote-unquote, All Japan epic I ever watched. Uh, I got it. Uh, you know what? I bought Next week, it, if we don't get the interview we're going to get, yeah. we should do a watch-along with that match. Yeah, I like that. Oh, I... I mean, I, I literally watch that match every year on its anniversary. Every January 20th, I watch That's that cool. match. I celebrate it as if it's a holiday. Um, I, I, I I really, really enjoy that match. Like I said, it's like nice. the first All Japan epic I ever watched. Uh, so, like, it holds a uh, big value because, like, that to me, like, just, a, like, like, uh, a year prior, I had acquired uh, uh, Super Jacob 94 at a uh, RF video gimmick table. Nice. Uh, so, like, you know, like, the, the, the door to ProRes had been open, but, like, the, the junior style. I hadn't seen any of the all-Japan heavyweight style yet. Mm-hmm. And I heard, like, so many things having been on the <clears throat> internet at that point in time for about four years all you hear about is like oh my god the all japan heavyweights sawa kawada kobashi taoe akiyama takayama all these guys 
fuck. Oh my god. And isn't uh, it and isn't it crazy how good um Japanese wrestlers can be all the way into their sixties or but well, not in, only in, them in, in not the only West. them but like 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 I was just talking to somebody about I, I was talk uh matter of fact it was hot sauce Tracy Williams. I was talking to him about uh, certain luchadors because he had asked right, me right. about. Um, I had posted a clip about. Uh, 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 yeah, I posted a clip of Ricky Marvin versus Negro Navarro from the most recent lucha lucha Mimes show uh, that's uploaded to uh, IWTV uh, from uh, July fourth of this year. Uh, and he was like, yo, let me get a link. I said, yo, if you got IWTV, it's the most recent show that in this promotion. Da, 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 da. Um, and, uh, fuck. We were talking about longevity. Longevity, yeah. We were talking about the ages. Yeah. I said, yo, I said, yo, Negro Navarro, he's, uh, 68. Fucking Solar. Solar had a great match with a younger guy on that card, but he's 65. You have uh, Black Terry himself, 68. El Satanico is 71 years old, and he still wrestles on a weekly basis. What do you think? Like, what do you think is the the difference of those different cultures or countries, rather, and their longevity as opposed to Americans. Uh, I feel like uh, the WWF in-house style really fucked with the way a lot of uh, the schedule. A lot of mean? other promote like no, no, no. In terms of like the WWF in-house style, like where like these guys were like bumping off of every punch. Mm -hmm. Right, like, right. Back right. in the day, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. them rings were no, hard as shit. Yeah. Like, them rings were hard as shit, and they're bumping off of everything. Like, yeah, that's gonna that's gonna fuck you up. Meanwhile, you got the uh, you got these uh, the the luchadors. They're rolling a whole bunch. Yeah, right. their rings yeah. are hard yeah. as hell. They're doing all them rolls, da da da. And the Japanese guys, yeah, like. They'll they'll go hard like in the big matches, but like the house show schedule, like it like like they, they do tours in Japan. Like most of the big companies, like right. like they'll do like two and a half weeks on tour and then like oh, yeah. like two weeks off. Yeah. So like two and a half weeks on tour, like uh th like they'll th th like they'll go crazy like for like the TV taping or for like the commercial tape that's going to be distributed, but, like, for, like, the regular spot show on the tour, like, it's going to be a six-man tag, so they don't have to be bumping like crazy, and they have the time in between tours and in between big matches to rest their body. And Whereas on top in of America, that, like you were it, saying it, with the luchadors rolling, yeah, you have, in Japan, you can, you can watch a 20, 25-minute match, and a lot of it will be stand-up strikes. 
or yeah. stand up lariats. And you're only going to get that lariat that hits the ground after five or six of them. Mm-hmm. You're only going to get that. The, you're only going to get that strike that's going to hit the ground after like twenty of them. And and like yeah, they're they're taking hard bumps, but the the they're taking hard is, strikes. They're they're yeah, taking they're the re- taking meat. It's meat on meat. It's it's flesh on flesh a lot of the time. Yeah, like I mean, like one now. of my favorite uh, one of my favorite puro matches was Nakamura against Ibushi at Wrestle Kingdom Nine, and that match had a lot of strikes. It had a lot yep. of submissions. It it, I mean, like yeah, you had some suplexes and you know the last ride and all mm-hmm. that shit, but they're not they're not like they're bump they're not bumping as much as a uh, as a Western promotion. Yeah. But then at the same time, you got a guy like Ricky Morton hitting Canadian destroyers at the edge he is now. Right. So right. it all depends. But Ricky Morton's, not Rick, the guy. Ricky Morton's only doing it once every quarter. True. True. But speaking of Ricky Morton, he's going to be at one of the GCW homecoming nights, correct? Or am I mixing shit up? Uh, another no, one? he's going to be in uh, Los Angeles, Los Angeles, Las okay. Vegas. I thought I might have been fucking that up. Yeah, he's in he's in Los Angeles, Las Vegas, and maybe somewhere else after that. Okay. Or in, or, but no, he is not. Un, he is unfortunately he's facing, not going to be at home. He's facing Effie at one of those. Effie. Right? It, he's facing Effie in Las Vegas. I Las believe. Vegas. Okay, I mean, that's wonderful. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, the thing is, like, there's so many things popping off at GCW right. right now. I mean, we got Homecoming, we got LA, we got Vegas, we got uh, the Second City Summit. So yeah. you know, what I mean, like, right. we got so, all this stuff coming and we up. Were, and uh, we were on the I'm gonna a try to I'm gonna try to be at that Second City Summit, bro. Right. I really am. Oh, I can't wait uh, to I'm watch gonna, it because Black Label Pro's yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. And I need to fucking yep. watch that shit. Oh man! Oh yeah. So Including my, my failed but... segue into homecoming, but I still want to know about it. Uh, what are you looking forward to at the, at, for the homecoming weekend? Uh, two Cold Scorpio versus Grim Reefer. <laughs> I, I know you're looking forward to that one. You're tweeting about it a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I, I mean, I mean, because let me tell you, like, this match is really, really special to me, honestly. Um, Two Gold Scorpio is in my top five dead or alive, like all time. Like Two Gold Scorpio yeah. is one of the greatest wrestlers ever to me. Yeah. Um. Also, like when I first started coming around, like live to indie wrestling in late '06, early '07. That's when I first saw Grim Reefer, like, for real, for real, like, live. And I'm like, yo, this guy is incredible. Like, I had seen him on tape a couple of times, but, like, seeing him live, like, just seeing the way that he, like, plays around on the road, like, he, like, he, to me, felt like an and-one mixtape version of a pro wrestler. And I'm like, yo... This guy rules. And now that is all the way in 2021. And I'm getting like, and it's Grim Reefer versus Two Cold Scorpio. <laughs> and like, like Reefer used to like, right. when I was like going to indie shows in like 06, 07, like he was in my top 10 indie guys. 
You know what I mean? It was like it was like Hero, Claudio, Kingston, yep. Ruckus, yep. Joker, Sabian, Hollow Wicked, Cheech, uh, fucking uh, 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 God damn it! I forget the other <laughs> one. That's that's not uh, hero. No, I said hero. Uh, Loki, yeah. Loki. Yeah. Uh, how yeah. Do you, how do you feel about Loki? I think he's a great wrestler. It's a lot of, it's a lot of people who, he's a very polarizing person. I mean, here's the thing. Even as he's a wrestler, a great. No, I, he's a great wrestler. I remember he's he, a great wrestler. Didn't he like take liberties with with a younger guy and like do the rolling kick and actually did it and like knock the guy out or something? Nah, shit happens. Whatever. He has had way too many good matches for me to be like, oh, he knocked out a couple of guys a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, but you know, I, I think like, like the the whatever the idea of it, like the idea from what I've heard is not like it was an accident. It was more like he thinks he's above or like something like that. I don't, I don't. Ah, I, I mean that's not for me to say. Like I don't. Like, because even personally, being, whenever even I started watching that type of wrestling, like, I don't care. I love like, it. yeah, yeah, like, like I'm a fan first. Like, I'm not in the ring with anybody. Like, I'm not wrestling nobody. I'm not like I don't know right. how it is to be in the ring with anybody. All I know is your persona and how you wrestle. Uh, I don't really give a fuck about anything else. Uh, like all this, all like these, like little stupid idiot, like safe move safety police, right? On like social yes. media, need to shut the fuck oh, up. Yeah, oh, yeah, like, like that, like that whole who, fucking Sadika thing. The Sadika thing. Um, like if she really, yeah, shitting she really, on Envy Young if, about everything he does. If if yeah. if Sadika really was was dangering the referee or Kimberly, would she be booked after that? Right. Like, shut the fuck up. I mean, up, right. Like, yeah, people are, like, mad dumb. And it's just mad like, yo, dumb. like, like, yo, <laughs> like, yo, how do you get into wrestling and then bitch about how safe it's supposed to yeah. be? Like, shut Thank the you. fuck up. You. you cornball. You cornball. Yes. These are, it's fucking wrestling. These dudes are, like, fucking... They're hitting each other for real. Like, are you their mom? Moves, you right. know what I mean? Exactly. Like, I remember Rocking whenever I shit. I got through training, uh, my mom was like, oh, I'm scared if you're going to get hurt. I was like, mom, you have no idea what you're talking about. Just let me do my uh, thing. But, like, fuck. <laughs> but you know what, though? Like, shit. Like, look at what it is. It's dudes throwing each other around, hitting each other with fucking real life shit. If you get hurt, you get hurt. You go into the game knowing what it is. Like yeah, you're right. not like, it, like if you go into wrestling thinking you're never ever going to get hurt, you're the biggest fucking moron there is. I mean, like, shit. You why do you think all your all your heroes from the '80s and early '90s died from like fucking overdoses? It's because oh, they were yeah, hurting. Yeah, they were hurting because of them hard ass rings. So they had a bump on everything, which they shouldn't <laughs> have been doing. Right. Right. Uh, I wanted to ask you, 
we saw GC. Well, we didn't see. But we know GCW went back to Mexico, uh, and we've seen GCW bring in Japanese talent. And I believe GCW has went to Japan. Correct. Yep. Yep. Okay. So, if or when GCW does that again, who would you like to see on that card? From America? No. Or from Japan? From Japan? Oh, that's tough. I haven't really been keeping up on modern uh, Japanese wrestling. Because I'll, uh, say, I mean, I'll modern, say this. Modern deathmatch Japanese wrestling, I should say. Is it uh, all deathmatch? Because I remember seeing like one on some of the Mania weekends where it was like Daisuke, uh, you know, the big, the big dude. Daisuke Sakimoto. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, and like he was we, wrestling like, some. He was wrestling somebody, and it wasn't deathmatch, you know. And and Shingo Iri, or or whatever his uh, name is, Shigehiro Iri. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, so, and that wasn't deathmatchy. Yeah. No. Okay. So like, definitely guys like that. Like, uh, um, but like, I don't necessarily like. I don't know who's like who's in, who's in, like available in in, in Big right. Japan right now. You know what I mean? Like, well, I, I would uh, say like since he's a freelancer and he's he was an ECW legend, I would love to see Masato Tanaka. That dude yeah. was yeah. king of D. He was the he had the DDT championship. Then he went over to Noah. Uh, he, he's basically doing whatever the fuck he wants. And I think he would be great in a GCW ring. You know who he's got to wrestle? Fucking Cologne or Gage. No. Nope. Nope. Uh, Neither. Okay. Matthew thinking, Justice. I was going to say, if you're thinking about like his feud with Mike Awesome, I was either going to say Justice or fucking... Uh, KTB. Yeah. It no, it's 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 Matt Justice all day long. Nobody eats chair shots the way Matt Justice true. does. <laughs> That's Imagine <fucking> the <laughs> way he, him and Masato Tanaka would fucking bang out. If uh bang <clears throat> out. Them chair shots would be crazy. I want the, the that's the match. If I might um, make a suggestion, I don't know um I don't know if he'd be available, but uh uh a deathmatch dream match for me would be Nick Gage and one Yun Kasai. Yeah, Jun Kasai is yeah. high up there. Uh, Masashi Takeda, mm -hmm. obviously way up there. Um, Daisuke Sakimoto, I would like to see him come back to the States. He's not been here for a minute. Yeah. Um, let's see, who else? Big Japan, like... See, I, I liked uh, Shuji Ishikawa for a very long time, but I don't know if he's more All Japan or Big Japan now. I don't really know how that shakes down. He's See, like, in All Japan, man. He's, uh, he's uh, right. He's with he's uh, the Twin Swan. Towers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like when he was wrestling in uh Big Japan, like that dude was nice with it. I liked him. I like uh. Uh, is uh Ryoto Hama still wrestling? 
I'm not aware. Uh, if Ryoto Hama is still wrestling, I would love to see him in America. The big fucking round fat man. I love him. <laughs> He's great. Um, I mean, Drew Parker is just about a Japanese wrestler at this point, so we're going to get to see him on Homecoming. Nice. Um, yeah, man, like... <coughs> but... Uh, yeah, I don't really know who's tied up to who and who would be available. I mean, honestly, like, right. yeah, I would love to see Dick Togo yeah. <laughs> in a GCW ring, but I don't know if that's possible. Uh, you know, I yeah. know um, Gato and Jado used to do the 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 death match shit too. Yeah, mm-hmm. FMW. Uh, you know, like, or, or some of the guys from like DDT. Right. I like I like the DDT guys. I mean, fuck, like, isn't June Akiyama the DDT champion right now, or something like that? Like, he either is, he either is, or he may have just lost it. But I believe he is. I think, yeah, like it would be, it would be super crazy to get June Akiyama in the fucking GCW ring. I'm pretty sure Tajiri can do whatever he wants. He's in all yeah. Japan, but you know. I think, I think uh, it would be dope if, because I think Super Crazy can do what he, whatever he wants to. Like, why shouldn't GCW run back to Jerry versus Super Crazy yes, one more time? Yes, dude. Fuck yeah. Like, why the fuck not? Like, how cool <clears throat> would that be? Very. In 2021 or 2022, Super, uh, super Crazy versus And, like, usually Jerry. GCW does, like, you know, like three shows in the same month or like two shows in the same weekend the same or whatever. Weekend. Right, right. Right. You could, you could have fucking two cold Scorpio and super crazy against Tajiri and fucking, uh, uh, little Guido mm-hmm. or like somebody, yeah. somebody newer who throws Tony Deppen because, yeah. because like he's a fucking striker. You know what I mean? Like have uh, him, yeah. him and Tajiri with, you know, I, I don't know. I'm just, thinking around but uh we're gonna let you go soon we have one more question for you well before that yeah let's oh, wait wait say, oh um, now john okay, okay. i do okay. want to say uh before we get into the last thing i want to know who in your mind or who you've heard who people talk about who are gcw's locker room leaders and it doesn't just have to be JC, GCW. It could be JCW or yeah. Hybrid or whatever. Locker room leaders. Um, Gage. Okay. I, I, figured that, I figured that was coming. Of course. Joey for sure. Uh, Effie. Nice. That makes a lot of sense because Effie seems like a very caring person. And also, mm-hmm. someone who is trying to establish another avenue, other avenues for wrestlers to yeah. make money aside from going yes. to yep. play other the, places. The big two, you yeah. would call it now. Uh, I, I feel like I might keep it at that three. I feel like That's I feel like. I feel like those are the top three that 
under my head right now. All right, so Tim, in what terms is your of last where question? everybody's at. All right, so last question. Obviously, uh, I'm sure you uh, know what's coming. What are your oh 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 and uh, Alex Cologne whenever he's around. Right. Okay. Um, that makes sense too. Yep. Yeah. So, what are your career goals? You could say short term. You could say long term as well. Uh, I just want to get big as possible, Ryan, with GCW. Uh, that that's the avenue right there. Um, I'm not. Uh, I'm not the type that uh any of these corporate places want to fuck with. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, 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 I like your freedom. <laughs> Basically, yeah. You like, like your freedom uh, and you like your four-letter words, I've noticed. That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, But it's awesome. I love it. it. I love it. Yeah, I, like, I I'm love, me. Like, yeah. I I, I, I'm just I'm just me. Like, I, I, like, that's the thing. Like, whenever, like, when I got started at GCW, they were just like, yo, be you. And yeah. I was like, oh, really? Because, like, for every, for, like, Everything up until that time, I felt like I was, like, fulfilling the role of what I thought an announcer was supposed to be. Right. But, like, at that show, like, when I didn't have any formal clothes, I thought I was just on commentary. You know what I mean? He's like, yo, we need you for a ring announcement. I was like, yo, I ain't got any clothes. I'm like, yo, it's cool. Like, be you. That's you. That's something I love about JCW. I love, um, I, I love. So, yeah, let me go. Yeah. I. I love how JCW doesn't insult the fans' intelligence or think like, oh, we got to make the show this way, we got to make the show this way, oh, certain people might be watching the show, blah, 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 blah. It's like... Um, yeah, and it's like, and also, going off that, like, a lot they of people, run shows yeah. called For the Culture and F's yeah. Big Gay Brunch, and it doesn't come off as, as like... We are who we are. Exactly. Yeah. That's how it comes off. It doesn't come <laughs> off like fucking, oh. This is what we are. This is who we are. <laughs> this is what we do. Right. Like, we're not, we're not uh, sugarcoating. We're not fabricating. We're not uh, faking Disingenuous. it. Like, right. Yeah, yeah. Like, like this, this is who we are. This is what we do. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like and, and then look at it. Like. Since I started like doing the shit is like game changer, like look at how many other like uh quote unquote uh non traditional ring announcers there have yeah. been. Yeah, that, People that not, dude from Black Label Pro up. was awesome. So cool. Yeah. I don't know if he works other places. But I gotta say, man, like in my opinion, Game Changer Wrestling is quite possibly the most aptly named promotion in, in the world. Right. It really yeah, is. We ain't playing. So well, changing obviously, the game, because man. Yeah. like Dude, we saw, you know, I'll attribute this to GCW, Nick Gage, and Dark Side of the Ring. But those three things, if it wasn't for those three things, we would not have seen that Texas death match this week. Yeah. We would not have seen Nick Gage on AEW. We would not have seen um, fucking... The fucking bloodbath between Sammy Callahan and Kenny Omega right. at Slammiversary. Like, GCW is spearheading. Uh, <coughs> I'm going to give death, the shout out to RSP as well. Just showed up on AW Dark. De 
Yeah, but like there's the company is spearheading the normalization of deathmatch. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Like like we're doing uh you know you know the big boys watching us. Mm-hmm. You know the big boys watching us. So last two things WWF, AEW, do. like whatever. Yeah. They okay. watching us. Yes. They know what we do. Like, like they they know what's going on. Like it's just like ECW back in the day. Yeah. The so, motherfuckers like WWF and WCW, they was watching ECW back in the they day. Were. They know what was going on. GCW feels, feels like if they weren't if, if, G, if the GCW, big boys, yeah. GCW is ECW on steroids. That's what it is, oh, man. Yeah. Like, and we just going crazy right now. It's like and like that's the whole thing. Like, like, like to bring it back to me selfishly, I just do this as a quick haha. But like, fucking, I know the big boys is watching this. That's why I'm not participating in this fucking TikTok ring announcer bullshit. Right? Like, yo, I know if they wanted the best, they would have hit my line already. They already watching GCW. <laughs> These people oh, yeah. know what the fuck I do. I don't need to go on TikTok and get them social media right. engagement. Exactly. What oh, they need yeah. to do if they want the fucking <laughs> best is yep. to call my phone. Right. So the That's last what two they need things. to do. The last two things they've seen me. Do. They've seen me. I know it. Right. Exactly. Like so, what the fuck? Like, they know who the best in the fucking country is. They know who the best <laughs> in the world is. So what? What? what they got to go to TikTok? Oh, because they want their social media engagement. I yeah. know what it is. They're not looking for the best. They're looking for fucking clicks and likes and thumbs up and all that bullshit. Heart signs. I'm not with that. I'm me. If you <laughs> want the best, hit me up. Don't Fuck look yes. for me to But at the same time, don't expect it, yes. Right, exactly. <laughs> look, but that's why I put it out. I said, look, if y'all motherfuckers want to record me. my Nick Gage <laughs> intro this weekend, like y'all can do that because that shit's going to be a movie. So here's the thing. But right? other than that, I don't give a fuck. Like, because I know they've seen my shit. Like, <laughs> this whole thing is a ruse. They're not looking for anybody. <laughs> they're not. They're not looking for the best. Exactly. Because I know what I am, and they haven't hit my line. So now that like, I got you fired up, now that I got you fired up, the last two things I'm going to ask you to do. Last two go things. Because this is getting long, and I'm getting sleepy. So That's last funny. two things I want you to do. Love and life, though. Yes, love and life. Uh, number one, tell the people how they can see the shows this weekend. All right, so... Uh... This weekend, uh, if you are in the tri-state area, a.k.a. Jersey, Philadelphia, uh, Philadelphia as if that's its own state, uh, it might as well hey, they be. they act like they are. Uh, no. Yeah. Jersey, Pennsylvania, New York, hell. Uh, Delaware, Maryland. If you're in California, get the fuck over here. No, if, you're, if, you're, if you're in the Northeast, Get to this area because uh, uh, homecoming weekend, GCW uh, at the showboat in Atlantic City is going to be out of control. Out of control. Saturday, July 24th. Sunday, uh, Ju- July 25th. 
Uh, we got four shows going on. We got uh, JCW, Jersey Championship Wrestling, Saturday the 24th at 2 p.m. Then we got J uh, Game Changer Wrestling, Homecoming Night 1 at 8 o'clock on the 24th. Then the next day, H2O on the 25th, Sunday, 12 noon. The first show, the second show, Game Changer <laughs> Wrestling, Homecoming night two at 5 p.m. So those are the times and dates. Uh, if you can't be in the area, if you can't be there live, <laughs> Jersey Championship <laughs> Wrestling live on YouTube. Yep. For free. For free. For free. You don't got to pay shit. How the hell are you not going to watch this show? How are you not going to watch it? It's 2 p.m. <laughs> on a Saturday afternoon. It's wrestling from Atlantic City. You don't want to miss it. The card is sick. Uh, and then going on from there, uh, you're going to, if you want to watch uh, Game Changer Wrestling Homecoming Night 1 and Night 2, you got to be locked in on Fight TV. Uh, they got that going on. Fight TV, check them out. Search uh, GCW, I suppose. Homecoming, I suppose. You can probably figure it out. I mean, you guys aren't idiots. Uh, but then, also, uh, H2O. Hey, if you want to see that live, the only way you can see that live is being there. Live. Uh, okay. that, that, it's not going to be It's not okay. going to be live stream. It's going to be recorded. It will be shown the following weekend okay. on IWTV. All right, cool. But, if you want to see it live, if you want to see what's going down, you got to be there live and in person at and the showboat in Atlantic City. Your boys, Tim and John, will not be physically there, but our logo will be on that mat. And like I said I love on Twitter, that shit. like I said I on Twitter, like I said on Twitter, if anybody, if any of you see our logo, send a screenshot, tag us in it. You're going to get a shout out on the next podcast. And once I figure this out, might get a little prize. Hell yeah. So. Love the incentive. I warned you that I was going to ask in the DMs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're lying, yeah, fuck. And I want to know <laughs> if you're up for it. If you're not up for it, it's totally cool. Because they're going to hear it on GCW anyway. They're going to pay they for twenty one ninety nine. So. They are. If you're up for it, can we get the Nick Gage intro to end this shit? All right. You know what? Uh. I do need to get my uh, practice in because if you guys, <laughs> if y'all notice, I didn't get to do it at all in Texas. Right? I know you didn't. And what the hell was that? Also, if you want to switch Nick Gage with Armbar Audio, that's completely fine too. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know if I can say all that shit I don't know and about then that. not say Nick Gage's name. He might get mad at me. I feel you, but. Even if you what? want to, you'll probably forget halfway through and just go into it. <laughs> yeah, let me get my practice in, though, real quick, though. Because I got a big one coming up on Saturday. And we will, him of and, course, uh, provide the all fucking days when when him and Him and... <laughs> what, what, what's the guy he's wrestling? Uh, fucking Zach, Zach, Zach Cardona. Zach Ryder. Zach, yeah. Zach Cardona. Zach Cardona, yeah. Zach Cardone, Matt, Matt Ryder, yeah. somebody like that. 
Yeah, yeah some fucking who, toy guy. I don't who know knows? who this guy is. <laughs> fucking weirdo. But uh, fuck PBR. I'm, I'm honestly, gonna, yeah. I mean, honestly, like I'm not. I'm not mad at PBR. I'm mad <laughs> at who they're sponsoring. But uh, I mean, I'm, right now I'm drinking Bud Light. Word to Bud Light. Uh, <laughs> seems to be the easiest. Not, uh, not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. <laughs> but uh, let me let me get in the zone right quick. Let's go. <sighs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Fighting! Oh, here we go. Out of National Park, New Jersey. With an official weight of uh, 207 pounds. Representing that murder, death, kill gang worldwide. Representing his boys locked <laughs> up in the fucking cell, Eastern Block, and representing the motherfucking hate club. Rest in peace, <laughs> Big Nate Hatred, and rest in peace, his brother, Justice Payne. And you know what it is. It's MDK all fucking day. The man. The king. The fucking god of this shit. Nick fucking Gage. MDK. And that's, MDK. MDK. That's the last yeah. shit. That's the last shit Matt Cardona finna hear on Saturday. <laughs> Yo, that's I the last that shit. G, uh, Beyond posted that they booked him for American Rana, and I mess. I fucking quote tweeted them, and I said, "I don't know why you wasted your money because he's not surviving this weekend." <laughs> yes, <laughs> he ain't making it out alive, man. He getting buck fifty. <laughs> Carve him the fuck up. I Hell fucking yeah, hate man. jelly beans. <laughs> I'm with that. I'm with it. All right, Emil. This was fucking awesome. Yes. Hell yeah. Thank yo. you for coming on. Thank you for doing this. If you ever want to come Thank on you. again, it would be a pleasure because I love shooting that shit about the re- about all wrestling. Like, yeah, that, that was fun. absolutely anytime, yo. You have a great weekend. Have a I know great you weekend. will. I know you will. We're gonna be watching you. So hell yeah. Appreciate y'all. No problem. Take it easy. Appreciate you. Absolutely.